Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. My name is Delton. I'll be your host today, and with me, as usual, is my lovely wife and yellow player, Haley. Howdy, and it really is going to be rainy today, and I'm really excited. It's actually spoopy ween. It's getting colder this week, uh, but yes, this is the Malthouse Games Podcast, a podcast all about board games, card games, role-playing games, tabletop games, dice games, things of that sort, and usually beer or some sort of drink. But today, it is Sunday morning before this releases, and we're drinking coffee. Delton, we need to get home so we can record the podcast. But Haley, we have to stop and get beers. Stops and gets beers. Gets home. I'm too tired. Let's record in the morning. <laughs> hey, we ate dinner, and then I was too tired. <laughs> and That's true. It's not completely that I was too tired. It's that we had a thunderstorm roll in last night, and I had the concern, which is legitimate for our home, that our power would flash or go out mid-recording and I would lose stuff because our house is known to lose power in thunderstorms. But then we have a start to a wonderful horror story. That is a horror story for me of frying all my equipment during a thunderstorm. (laughs) So no, thank you. But this morning we are drinking coffee and we're not drinking just any coffee. We are drinking coffee, which we've talked about them before, from Many Worlds Tavern out of Houston, Texas. Uh, Many Worlds Tavern. We met at BGGCon last year in 2021 and uh, really got along well. Uh, the people, I've, I honestly have forgotten their names. I feel terrible. It's in my email. Very, very nice. We really liked talking to them. I need to start writing these things down. But we talked to uh, one of the owners and one was a barista and they were very nice. We talked to them about everything. You know, they have instant coffee and they have regular coffee. Now they've released teas. They have the best instant coffee I've ever had in my life. They're very good instant coffee. Uh, which is great for cons when you just have hot water in your hotel room. But they have a limited number box called Treasured Realm every month of a specific single origin coffee. It comes with a set of polyhedral die, which is the dice you use for like uh, role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. And it comes with a special item designed for Dungeons and Dragons. And this coffee this time for their box uh, is from the Alono Realm. Uh, it looks like it's in uh, Guji, Ethiopia. Its altitude is between 20 to 2150 meters. It's an heirloom varietal. Uh, the process is natural, and it is a lighter roast. It says caffeinated creamsicle. All Guji coffees are special, but this one in particular is pretty magical. It has flavor notes across the fruity spectrum, but none are more exciting than that of orange creamsicle. And it's neat because with this, uh, I have the monthly subscription for the Treasured Realm box. So I get a box every month of the special with the dice and all because it's fun. And also because Haley really likes the coffee. I really like the coffee. And it's kind of a nice treat once a month. It is, especially when I have my big, bulbous, spooky Hello Kitty mug to drink it out of. It is delightful. It is spooky month. But that's what we're drinking this episode. So that's all you're going to hear. But highly recommend checking out Many Worlds Tavern, Twitter, Instagram. Go to their website. It's very good and their artwork is adorable. Yeah, their coffee tends to lean more towards the acidic side rather than the roasty side. Yeah. This one, I think, is a lot smoother than what past ones have been, Uh, which me, coffee is coffee is coffee. I will drink Love's gas station coffee just like I will drink fancy coffee that costs $7 a cup, but I really enjoy their coffee a lot. Theirs is really good. I like a heartier, uh, essentially, if I look at coffee, I a lot of times tend to avoid the African coffees because they are more acidic, especially like a Malawi that's super acidic. And I really love the like Colombian and Brazilian, that darker roast where it's a little more chocolatey and caramelly. Like that's more of where I live. But uh, I actually really like this one. Like you said, this one's a little bit smoother. It's a very good roast. But anyway, that's our drink for today. 
the things we've been up to this past weekend, um, I, my mom came up, and me and her went garage sale shopping for several, several hours. We left the house about 8 o'clock, uh, had a small break from 10 to 10.30 or so, and then went back out until around, uh, it was probably around 12.30, 1 o'clock uh, when we got lunch, and then I helped her do grocery shopping, and she went home. And that was a really good time. I got a picture frame for my poster from the Porcupine Tree concert for $3, which was great. Got some other little storage things, a Eevee Pokemon playmat that somebody was selling for 2 bucks, And I was like, well, you can't buy playmats for less than like $15, so I'll buy a $2 playmat just to have an extra. Um, got some cool stuff like that. Ended up buying some comics at the comic shop this week that I didn't need, but I was happy to find. And just kind of had a good weekend doing that. And as well, Riley and Lakin came up and hung out with Haley a lot. Yeah, so it was Lakin's fall break, and Lakin is a darling little five-year-old. They came up Thursday night, and so Friday we actually drove up to Tulsa, and in the morning spent about three hours in the Discovery Lab. And that's where I learned that Lakin, Riley, and I are all at the developmental stage of engaging in parallel play. Because all three of us sat at the woodblock table for an entire hour building our own creations, just sitting there silently and happily. It was amazing. Lakin had so much fun. I had so much fun. Riley had so much fun. So we, uh, for you all who are not familiar, the Discovery Lab is a bit like a science museum in Tulsa, but it has a lot of interactive activities. Kids can uh, do experiments that are sitting out on the table. They can read about you know, how records uh, create music or how architecture, how you can build buildings without hammer and nails. Like There's so many things that kids can learn, but also create for themselves. So we, we've spent about an hour building buildings, and then Lakin read about vacuums and ended up vacuuming up little plastic balls in a play area for a while. And what happens is you vacuum up so many balls, and then an alarm goes off, and all the balls shoot up at the top, just like you're playing a Hungry Hungry Hippo. or some, Not Hungry Hungry Hippo. The, uh, the elephant. Elephant game. With elephant the butterfly game, yes. And so she was delighted in that, and Riley was delighted to have a child who enjoys vacuuming. So we had a really fun time there. Then we went to the... A gathering place in Tulsa, and the gathering place is a large community park that was funded by billionaires, billionaires using their powers for evil, I mean for good this time, uh, and it is acres and acres and acres of parks, playground material, uh, a lot of, I guess, musical instruments, mm-hmm. so there's xylophones, there's like pianos that kids can st- step on, but it's all made of metal and whatnot, so it's not like electronics where things can break down. But I really like the play areas because the toys and the playground equipment, it's not really brightly colored. It's not really like one dimensional either. Like you, the kids can go inside of the tunnel or they can climb on top of the tunnel. And really it leaves a lot up to the kids' imaginations. And the place that Lakin liked the most was this little park that had basically a whole bunch of logs. And that's all it was, a bunch of logs. Yep. But Lakin got on one log. She said, this is my horse. She got on another log. This is my surfboard. She got on another log. This is my stage, and we stayed in that little log place. Out of all the playground equipment, we stayed at that one the longest for about 30 minutes. She was just Jesus. delighted, absolutely delighted to have adventures on logs. So, highly recommend the log park at the gathering place. I mean, that sounds right for Lake, and she is a country kid. She is, just playing with her logs. Yeah, for sure. She's definitely sure. going to grow up to be a log lady. Uh, we just need to get her uh, uh, some Lincoln logs. Yes, we so, do. So she can sit and build little cabins. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Sitting and building stuff for an hour. I mean, like I said, we we all three engaged in the parallel play. Riley and I had as much fun as Lakin did. And then just playing with their logs. It was a delightful time. So this weekend was oh, really sure. busy. 
were really fun. Yes. It was really nice. And like I said, you know, we just went garage sailing. Uh, today, we're going to record this. I'm going to turn around and edit immediately to make sure it comes out by the noon uh, hour, which is always my release time. I might not have the ad for social media up at that point because uh, we've got some stuff to do today, but I will have the audio up for your listening and the YouTube audio up for your listening pleasure. So that stuff will be done. And then we're going to eat and I'm going to go with Brian to a friend's house. We're going to do a magic draft and then I should be home. Hopefully not too late this evening. That way we can have a little bit of an evening and that'll be good. Yeah, so this weekend was busy, but last weekend was an adventure. So what did we do last weekend, Delty? Last weekend, we finally got to go camping and hiking down in the Wichita Mountains Wildlife Refuge in South Oklahoma. If you remember, this is where we went in June where it was 98 degrees and 90% humidity and I died. <laughs> yes, this time it was like high of 60 the entire weekend. And it was cool and rainy with a little bit of breeze. So nice. It was absolutely delightful. We got to hike the entire bison trail this time. Yep. And we learned, so if you're hiking a group of six like we are, like we did, you don't want to be the first person in line whenever you encounter the longhorn cattle. So granted, so longhorn cattle and bison just roam everywhere. You are going to come in contact with them. But I remember uh, watching as we came around the corner and Morgan and Delton were leading and there was a group of longhorn cattle. One big bull looked at Morgan and the entire time she's walking, it's like he's spinning in calibration ready to strike. Like he was laser focused on Morgan and he was right on the trail. So we kind of meandered off trail a little bit to avoid him. When encountering the cattle, you do not want to be first in line. When encountering a bison, you don't want to be last in line, which is what I learned. We came around a corner. And we heard Morgan yelling expletives, expletives at her dog. Yep. At Puck and Joe. And me being one of the last ones in line, uh, we came across, like, we're walking past the bison on the trail. And the bison ignored the first two, was appearing to become a little more interested in the next two. And then me and Cody were bringing up the rear. And he locked eyes with me and started to move. And I scurried. So, long story short, if you're going to hike the bison trail, don't be the first in line when you come across the cows don't be the last in line when you come across the bison yes but it's a beautiful trail a beautiful campground it was so much better being nice and cool and it was packed every single site was sold out friday and saturday night so it was busy but it didn't feel that way when you're down in the campsites at least in the semi-primitives where we are which is means we have no electricity you have to walk in hike into your tent spot uh, but you've got a fire pit we made a big fire our outdoor canopy came in super handy when we covered the picnic table so that way we were able to cook our food and eat out of the sprinkling rain that was sprinkling on and off constantly. Uh, but it was very, very nice. It was a great time. Uh, very happy to get to go camping with friends and enjoy just nature. And board games. Oh, here's the door. It's straight ahead. It's, it's a game. So the game for this episode is one we did play two weeks ago. When we were camping. Last week. Last week. Oh, Jesus. Last week, two weekends ago, because this is a weekend, number one, and that was second weekend. Anyway, last week sure. when we were camping, <laughs> we got to play a game. Uh, we have played it before with Jinwin and Cody, and this time Jinwin sadly couldn't make it camping, but we got to play it with Cody. Morgan was asleep. Uh, but we played Let's Summon Demons. And you might have seen this game. There's t-shirts, which Haley has, uh, of this awesome artwork where it's just little kids sacrificing a friend in like a pentagram on the floor with candles. It's just this really funny uh, kind of campy, you know, uh, horror Halloween artwork. It's a perfect kind of camp for camp. Exactly. Perfect kind of art for camp. Camp for camp. Camp for camp. Camp for camp. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, but anyway, it's campy. Oh, I see what you're saying. Ah. All right, sorry, I didn't get that one right over my head. I'm apparently need more coffee, get or, on my level. or I need my drugs to kick in already. One of the two, or both, or all three. I didn't take three. Anyway, <laughs> let's summon demons. Uh, it actually came out in 2021, so it's fairly new, which I didn't realize. Uh, it's designed by Ben Stolt. The art is by Stephen Rhodes, and it's published by Cryptozoic Entertainment. Cryptozoic has done a bunch of games. Uh, I'm trying to think of ones off the top of my head. They did, oh, I can't think of what it's called. Battle Wizards. We have it. Uh, the like duel of the battle wizards at Mount yes. Skull's Fire, the real goofy wizard dueling game. That's so metal. Yes. And they, uh, Cryptozoic has put out, I think they're the ones behind like the DC deck builder and some of those games. They've put out a ton of different games. I just don't, I can't think of them off my head. Uh, they're pretty good about using IPs and actually making fun games with IPs where some games take a popular IP and it's not as great. I feel like Cryptozoic usually does a pretty good job. But anyway, uh, they're the publisher for Let's Summon Demons. You can find this game at Target. It's very readily available, and it's a pretty inexpensive game. Uh, I don't know exactly how much it costs, but I'm pretty sure it's like maybe 15 bucks, 20 at most. But we got to play this uh, a couple different times, but once was while camping. So the way Let's Summon Demons play is very simple. If you've ever played something like Machi Koro or Valeria Card Kingdoms or one of those games where you roll dice, and it triggers some sort of ability. That's how this game plays. Everyone has a candle that has some sort of numbers, whether it be five and seven, or an eight and a nine, or you know a two and a three and a four. Uh, if you somebody rolls the dice, you are going to get uh, souls, which is essentially different souls you're going to be able to use to summon to either purchase little kids, which is hilarious, that are all themed generally off of a horror movie or some kind of popular character. So, for example, there's a Damien character. Yep. There is a character named Sweet Jesus as well. Yep. There's a Carrie. There's a Carrie. You've got a Lolita, mm-hmm. which isn't a horror movie, but it's basically a horror movie. Uh, it's basically a horror movie. Um, you, you've got different stuff like that, right? There's different animals, an alligator, there's cats, Sabrina, stuff like that. Uh, but you'll roll the dice. Everybody that gets a trigger will receive their souls. On your turn, you can then buy as many cards as you can afford. And if you have three cards in front of you, whether they're children, animals, whatever, you may sacrifice those to summon a demon from the, uh, you have a small hand of demons of three. You summon a demon, you'll draw a new demon to fill that spot in your hand, and then you'll move on. The demons only trigger on your own turn when you roll. That's it. So there's one demon that's uh, the snake. If you roll a two, which if you know, uh, you're only rolling two d6s, I should say, two six-sided dice. Um, when you roll two six-sided dice, statistically, the most rolled number is a 7, and the least rolled numbers with the same stats are a 12 and a 2. Well, on this snake, uh, the snake demon, if you roll a 2 on your turn, you win the game immediately. Cody. And that's how Cody won the game immediately. Very, very statistically unlikely, and the craziest part was the turn before, Haley rolled a 12. So it was like the two most unlikely numbers to come up, and they happened in the same, just one after another. But that's how the whole game's going to play. It's super simple. Uh, the cards do different things. The When you use those souls to buy those kids to put in front of you, those kids also have numbers. So the more you roll, the more you get. But then when you sacrifice them, they're gone, and you now no longer have your little engine going. Some cards can modify, or if you summon a demon, uh, everybody else now has to use four kids to sacrifice for a new demon. Some demons, the minute you play it, you get a free random demon summoned, so you automatically scoot ahead. The way you win the game is having three demons summoned and having ten souls. So it's a really simple game. It's not complicated. It's super fun. The cards are circular, which is weird. 
but also kind of fitting because, you know, you're drawing this circular pentagram on the floor and whatnot. But that's the whole game. There's not a lot to it, but it's one of those games that we played it at Rough Tail Brewing for the first time with Jinwin and Cody. And you're, we're just sitting, having a beer, chatting, and playing a simple card game that's cute and fun, right? And even the person behind us was like, is this summoning demons? And she was like into it, but she was a horror fan. But that was, you know, we met them and talked to them because of it. And then when camping, it's simple enough that like you, we just had our lantern on low hanging from the canopy and we were just rolling dice and playing games. We set the scene for you. Go for it. In the near distance, you hear the crackle of the fire. The flames are far away, but you still feel the warmth of them licking up the logs. Above you is a crack of thunder with a brief glimpse of lightning. You turn around behind you and you see nothing. Dark, dark, dark. Above you is a lamp on its last leg on the lowest setting, illuminating the cards in front of you. But the scariest thing of all is when Cody won. Sure. I'm going to have to edit that to be loud enough for everyone to hear. No. Because you're so quiet when you tell so stories. around the campfire. So every time you start to tell a story, you go, and it's I'm so whispering quiet. <laughs> so that way the ghosties don't hear me and attack. Sure. The ghosties at, what time is it? 9.58 a.m.? The witching hour. All the ghosties. <laughs> it's the witching hour somewhere in the world. Yes. It's like five o'clock somewhere. It's the witching hour somewhere. That works for me. But yeah, Let's Summon Demons. It's a simple game. It's a fun game. And I think that that's what's best said about it is it's one of those that, yeah, there's not going to be like a butt ton of strategy. There's not going to be none of that. But that's not the point of the game. This game is just fun. It goes for two to five players, takes like 30 minutes to play. And it's a good time. Like this is the kind of game you bring when you're at a brewery and you want something to do while you're having a drink with friends. Or you take it camping because all you need is a place to set a few cards down and you can do that anywhere. You don't have to have them laid out in a big way, right? So you could even just put them on top of your ice chest. You could put them on top of a little blankie or lay your jacket down, something. Or the concrete table that the state of Oklahoma provides. Yes, we use the picnic table. But it's a fun game that's nice and simple. It's inexpensive. It travels well. And I think it's one that if it sounds like something fun that you would like to have for a camping trip or something like that, it's definitely worth picking up. Hey, what can I get you? I'd like a topic. Any special way? Make it a top shelf topic. Coming up. Enjoy. So the topic of today's episode is games that you can take camping. Yes, we were trying to figure out a topic, and Haley had the idea to do Let's Summon Demons and to do camping games, and I couldn't come up with anything better. So (laughs) I also thought it was a good idea. Uh, We've done travel games before, but I feel like camping is a little different than travel games, just slightly. But we decided to go with this uh, as our topic today, and I think we have some good contenders for games. Yeah, so the rules for camping games are they have to be small enough to pack because when you're camping and you're setting a base camp, you don't really have a lot of room. Yep. They have to be inexpensive games that you wouldn't mind replacing. And that being said, they have to be games that you don't mind getting dirty. Yep. As well as games that don't take up a lot of table space in case you are, like Delton said, playing on top of an ice chest. And games that you can play in low light, maybe around a campfire or with, like I said, a lantern that had like 7% battery left. So we're trying to milk it for all it's worth. Exactly. You don't want to have to worry about reading so much detail. You know, you can read a little bit, but you don't want to have to be reading something constantly if you can help it. So we tried to come up with different ideas. Obviously, Let's Summon Demons fits into that category super well. Another game, actually, and I'm going to go ahead and throw them both out because I think they both fit, is The Game and The Mind. If you remember us talking about, we've talked about both of these in the past multiple times, but The Mind is where everybody has a card with a number and you want to play a card, you want to play cards in numerical order 
as best as you can uh, without losing anything, but you can't communicate anything. You just play it when you feel it should be played. That's it, right? So all you have to know is the cards in your hand and what number got played on the table. Uh, No real reading past that. The game is kind of the same thing, except instead of doing it off of kind of what you feel, you're actually going based off the cards on the table and you can give limited info. You can say, don't play here. I'll play here, don't play here. And you're trying, you have two stacks that are ascending from one to 100 and two stacks that are descending from 100 to one. And you are trying to play all of the cards. And so that those are both really simple games. They don't take up a lot of space. And I think they're perfect cate- uh, perfect games to fit in the category of taking camping because they're also like $10 a game. If you get it dirty, if you get it messed up, if a card ends up getting soaking wet and you lose it, you can buy a copy for inexpensive, uh, an inexpensive amount at both of these. I think you're at Target. So even better, you can pick them up at just your local grocery stores. And one that I really think would be a good fit for two reasons is Bitten. Reason number one, it is a spooky game. Yeah. And reason number two, if you have to replace it because it's dirty, our friend Bitten gets more money. <laughs> That's probably very true. Uh, I need to look and see if Bitten is still available for purchase. I think it might be, but it's essentially a uh, social, not not really a social deduction. It's a hidden role game, and you're trying to figure out, you're trying to win and also figure out what somebody's role is to prevent them from winning, but you're playing cards. Your cards have three things on them, either vampire, werewolf, or zombie, and they can have all three, just one, or two of any combination. Um, there are a few things to read, but those things stay on the table for quite a while, which is the locations. And it doesn't take up a ton of table space. So yeah, I think that would be a good one to take. And it's also, like you said, it's black and white. It's horror themed. It kind of fits perfectly for spooky camping time. Another one that we put on the list is That's Not Lemonade. We've talked about this and reviewed it from uh, Tuesday Night Games and Alan. And That's Not Lemonade is basically blackjack with cards. Leave the cups, take just the cards, nice and easy, bing, bang, boom. All you have to know is keep the most lemons, ice is tiebreaker, don't get the you know green card, and you've got it. So that would be a super simple one to be able to take and play. You can even take that one, like just taking the cards, put the cards in a little yeah. uh, sandwich baggie. That way they don't get wet or dirty, but you don't even have to take the box for that one. No, not at all. It makes it super easy to pack. Really now that, for a lot of these, you that don't one, the box. That's very true. That one might not be in stock right now. I know they have uh, are working on restock stuff, so I don't know in terms of that. However, you might still be able to find it in some, sh- in some uh, local game stores. But one that you can either purchase or just modify on your own is Strike. Strike is a very fun, goofy dice game where if you buy the purchased version, and they have multiple now, but if you buy the box version, it's essentially an arena, like a coliseum. The bottom of the box has this like piece of foam that's kind of bouncy, and you're going to roll dice into it. Any pairs, any matching numbers, you get back. Then you can keep rolling. You're trying to get all of the dice, or at least not lose all of yours. And you have to at least roll once but you don't have to roll any more past that. And you can roll uh, as many times as you want to keep going to try to get these pairs so you can pull the dice out. But the fun part is you can bump the other dice when you roll, throw your dice at the two, hoping to roll it over to a three, however you want to approach it. It's very fun. It's very simple. And if you don't, you can buy the box or we just use, I have a dice tray. It was an old mirror and I knocked the mirror out of it. And I spray painted it. Seven years of bad luck. Yeah, I spray painted it. I felted the bottom. I screwed it back together. And it's just this really ugly blue, gray, and orange dice tray. However, it works for playing strike. Not as good as the actual game would be. But it works. It's simple. It packs away easily. And it's a simple dice tray. And honestly, you could play strike if you have enough dice while also having a dice tray for your other games if you wanted so your dice don't just go rolling away. 
some other games that uh, you could bring. I only have one of which that I've played. I have another I have not got to play yet, and another that's a role-playing for two I haven't got to play yet, but are any of the games from Button Shy? Because Button Shy, all of their games are generally, at least the base games, 18 cards in a small little wallet, so they are made to be the perfect pocket game. And I feel like whenever we go backpacking next year, mm-hmm. these will be the perfect games to take because at 100%. most you're packing two ounces. Yeah, they're super, super lightweight. They're tiny, and we can pick the ones that we like the best, and those can be our games to take backpacking. Toosie Moosie. And Toosie Moosie is just a nice, simple two-player card game that we like. So yeah, Button Shy Games, they have a whole bunch of them. Some of them take up more table space than others, so you have to keep that in mind. Like Sprawlopolis, I think you're playing cards out in a big area, but I'm not 100% on that. Uh, but... Button shy is definitely something we could do. Haley, one that you said was no thanks. Yes. And I can't remember how to play because it's been like two years since we played it. (laughs) It's been a while. No thanks is essentially uh, you're wanting to get, I think you're wanting to get runs of cards, something, but there's a card on the table and you have chips. And if you don't take a card, you have to give in a chip and it's like, oh, no thanks. I don't want it. But if somebody takes the card, they get chips. So they have more money to spend. And you're trying to get like a certain run or ascending to descending order or something like that. I'm not, I don't quite remember, but it's a simple one. And if you don't want to take the little poker chips, you could use rocks that you find at campsite. You sure you know, can. You could do stuff like that. And then it's just a deck of cards. And another one that you said was Pit. Ben loves Pit. Pit is a live action trading game where you literally go, all right, I got a wheat. I need something. Who needs a wheat? What do you got? And this game makes my anxiety high. Yes. You're all shouting over each other and this and that, but the it's, is it the first person to get all of one good? I think so. Like their hand has to be all of the same thing or something. I don't quite remember. It's been a minute. Uh, But Pit would be a wild time for those of you who want to have a wild time while camping. Uh, But it's also, again, it's just a deck of cards. So that makes it very easy. Speaking of just a deck of cards, a standard deck of cards does well. You could play anything you can play. Uh, Blackjack. You could play War. war. You could play Heart Spades, Poker, whatever you want to do. That's also a simple, easy option. 52 card pickup. That sounds terrible. While camping, 52 card pickup, except one of the jokers or one of the jacks went into the fire. So now it's gone. Oh, God. 51 <laughs> card pickup. There you go. And then the last one we have on the list is a love letter. And Delton had the caveat for this one. If you have a group of people who have played love letter before who are familiar with the roles of the cards, because the text can be small, but love letter can be a quick, fun, easy game to play around the campfire. It really can. If you've we've talked about love letter, we love love letter. I've got normal love letter. Batman Love Letter, Legend of the Five Rings Love Letter, Lovecraft Letter. I think that's it. Um, I would like to get, they're supposed to be putting out a new special that includes everything they've ever made. So you can pick and choose the rules in like a big special. But I would love to get that because I love that game. Love Letter was one of the few games we really got into. Um, When I got into games, I was new to it. Took you to Little Shop of Games when that was open. And we played it with the owner and we were like, we should get this game. And it was one of the ones we introduced everyone to because it's so simple. But Love Letter, uh, it is it is easiest if people know what the game is already because, like, if you play a three, me and Haley both know the three, which is in the base game, the Baron compares uh, your card in your hand to another player. Whoever has the highest number uh, stays in, lowest number gets kicked out. We know that just kind of by memory because we've played this game so much. If someone doesn't know those rules, it's going to be a little more difficult where you have to read a bit more. So if you don't have sufficient light, it might not be the best. But even then, the rules are so simple uh, that I don't think it would be too big of a problem. But that's up to you to decide. So, yeah, we think that there's a lot of different games you can take camping. Uh, All of these games, theoretically speaking, should be $25 or less, which I know that that can be a lot of money if... uh, you know, if you've, if you've ruined multiple games. I'm going to say the average of these is actually 12 to 15 and less. 
And so each of these games are really fun, really easy. Uh, most of them can also be packed without packing the box. So whether that is just putting the cards in a plastic baggie, putting yep. all the dice in your pocket, or collecting a bunch of rocks at the campfire. Uh, well, hopefully you like these games as much as we did, or as much as we do. Uh, stay tuned for more camping time and more games to be thrown your way for what's good for camping and probably what games are not good for camping. At we some might, point, we'll figure that out. We'll probably learn that lesson too. But yeah, that's a really good way to spend some idle time while camping. And now, join us. So the question for today is what to do when you have idle time camping, aside from playing games. And probably aside from hiking, too. And aside from hiking as well. Because uh, there's a lot of times when you talk about camping and people who aren't into it, which is absolutely fine if you think camping sounds dumb, no problem. But when you are camping, there is that thing like where we were, your phone has no service, so there's no point in using it. And you're just out in nature with your friends. Or if it's just me and Haley, it's just me and Haley. And you kind of get that point of like, well, what do we do? And that's just, you know, going to happen. And obviously playing games is one of those things. But we, something that I really enjoy is making a fire, staring at said fire, and then just kind of taking in nature and chatting. Like, honestly, that's a very basic, simple kind of no duh thing. But I find that to be just really enjoyable. And so for me, I like, I like, Two different things. I have like an individual thing I like to do and a group thing I like to do. Yeah. So for me, the individually, I always take a book camping. And so if I have some idle time, then, you know, I don't really have a lot of distractions out there in nature unless I hear a raccoon trying to get into my food. Uh, so I really like to read. But when we're all together, kind of like what Delton said, is sitting around the campfire. But, you know, me, I like to learn about people. I kind of have a degree in glorify people watching. And so I have a list of basically 20 travel questions that I ask. And I feel like that's really fun. One, because even if you camp with the same people over and over again, uh, you know, we have more experiences. We have more hopes and dreams. And so those are always questions I like to ask to, you know, get to know people like, where have you traveled before? Where do you want to travel? What's been your favorite meal while traveling? What's been your favorite drink? Who's been an interesting person you've met? So I like to come prepared when I know there's going to be a big group or even like a car trip. We've done this on car trips before, too. I come prepared with a lot of like basically discussion questions just to learn about people and really facilitate cool conversation and hear stories. So that's what I like to do. I just like to hear other stories. And it's I feel like around the campfire, you know, you're, you're all in a circle. You're all kind of staring at each other or the fire. What else are you going to do? And so I, I enjoy that. Just coming prepared with a list of questions just to learn about people. And I've done this before. For example, concerts as well, or questions about hopes and dreams. Uh, it can be as, I don't know, it, sounds, it might sound really lame to others, but for me, I love to learn about people and I love to hear stories. Well, we've also, like, when we were in Portland and we were driving the, you know, two and a half hours down to Eugene to go to the Rapture Center, we were doing all these questions, but I felt like it passed the time and we all got to know each other better and it's never a bad thing, uh, you know, to have those kind of conversations because then you get to share funny stories or maybe you have a similar interaction or a similar situation you've been in and I feel like it always uh, just kind of works out yeah. you know it always always gets you sort of closer to the people you're with we did it for five hours of Jim Wynn and Cody going to hot springs too and yep. I've known Jim Wynn and Cody for I've known Jim Wynn for eight years Cody for about seven six or seven yeah and even having known them for so long I learned so much more about them too oh for sure you learn a lot about people just asking them questions and letting them talk about their experiences as you know, therapist. Ha ha! Hello! Here we are! Surprise! Yeah, <laughs> but that's basically, that's where we're at. I mean, there's obviously other things you can do camping. Something we left out of games is, like, you know, Frisbee. You can bring, uh, uh, some people bring, you know, small cornhole sets. 
Some people play catch or something. Some people like to go, uh, you know, just do do different things. There's all kinds of things Bring outdoor. Guitar. Yeah, there's things out. Well, as long Gather as you're not annoying your friends. And sing that campfire song. Oh my god. R C A M P. Oh. Okay, thank you. And it's one of those things where there's all kinds of other outdoor activities that we were trying to talk about, more specific to what we like to do. I like playing frisbee. Don't get me wrong, I love it, and I like doing different, you know, like horseshoes. But I don't want to just go drive horseshoe stakes into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there's all kinds of stuff to do camping, but camping is just very fun for us. We enjoy it a lot. Yeah. But I think that answers that question, which really, I think that wraps up the episode, which is going to be a nice edit for me at this point, because I got to get rushing to edit. So first, I want to thank all of our amazing Patreon patrons. Thank you so much to Allison, Alan, Jennifer, and Cliff for backing us on Patreon at the level in which you get shouted out on the podcast. Thank you to all of our other amazing patrons who, uh, patrons, patrons who help support us and keep the show going and uh, let us, you know, create hopefully interesting content for you all. If you want to be like them in any way, you can head to patreon.com slash Malthouse Games, M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S Games. You can always find us on social media at Malthouse Games. You can find me personally, even though I never use my personal anymore, at Delton Brack, D-E-L-T-O-N-B-R-A-C-K. You can find Haley at S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L-Y-G-E-K. That is at Squirrely Geek. Uh, feel free to send us an email, contact at malthousegames.com. I cannot promise that I will reply in a timely manner, if at all, because I'm very bad at checking that email because I don't get notifications for it. However, you may send an email and I will try to check it. It's easier if you just send me a message on Twitter or Instagram. Slide into his DMs, y'all. Yeah, Twitter's Twitter's the best one, probably. Or honestly, uh, I was about to say Discord, but I don't have Discord super wide open and I use a different name, I think. Anyway... Uh, yeah, so send me a message on Twitter or contact at malthousegames.com. You can tell us a game you think we need to look at, a topic you want us to cover, a question we should answer on the show, or if there's a beer or a drink that you think we need to try and you want to hear our thoughts on it, let us know and we can try to find it locally if it's around here somewhere. I feel like I'm missing something, but I always feel that way at the end of a podcast episode. I think we got our ducks in a row. I think we got everything, so I you guess... You got an hour... And 44 minutes to get this bad boy up and posted. I'll be able to do it because it's uh, right now recording is coming in under 40 minutes. I'll probably get this down to about 35 and post, and that'll be nice and simple edit for me. So with that being said, we're going to get on out of here. Haley's going to start making some delicious breakfast, and I'm going to get to editing. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Malthouse episode, Malthouse episode, Malthouse Games episode number 129. The next episode is 130 on October 30th, the day before Halloween. Spoopy. So we will try to have a cool spoopy game to talk about for you and hopefully some other fun stories from the rest of October. Until next time, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. We'll see you folks later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.